The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Wednesday, November 16th. If I'm not mistaken, we are one week away from Turkey Day. Everybody gets to uh, plant their behinds with all their family, stuff their faces full of food, watch some football. Next year, there will actually be football not only on Thursday, but then on Black Friday. We're not quite there yet. we still got one year before that. So we uh, we got week 11 staring us down. I'm staring at uh, Sports HQ, CBS Sports HQ, and just seeing any random joke that they throw up on the TV that is now a sports betting aficionado. I don't know who any of these dudes are. Chris, have you watched CBS at HQ at all? I, I really think I've only seen it on Sunday mornings when they're... You know, with Jamie Eisenberg and, and when they, yeah, when yeah. they fire up uh, the basically the fantasy crew. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's goes, supposed to be like Sports Center. Yeah, more or less. That's exactly what it is. It's just kind of an ongoing Sports Center. But yes. it's just funny because the people that they throw up on the program are—I don't know who the hell these, these people are. I'm looking at Katie Mox, Mike McClure, and then Emery Hunt. Emery Hunt, I've seen only because. Jamie brings him on quite a bit on Sunday mornings, and he always has the Raisin Cajuns helmet in the background, and he's their betting expert, even though I, you know, I've <laughs> never heard of him before I started watching Sports HQ. And Katie Mox, no, yeah, oh, I get it now. So now I understand because before the show, you were talking about Katie Mox. I didn't hear the piece where you were saying she was a part of. CBS HQ. Yes. So I get it now. Okay. Yeah. All we right. were talking yes. off air because I was trying to find something to throw on in the background and I threw on Sp- CBS Sports HQ and there was some blonde up there named Katie Mox, never heard of, just went to LinkedIn real quick and she was basically a PR girl for 15, 20 years until she decided, I think about a year ago, to become a sports gambling expert. And now here she is on CBS Sports HQ. She's also got gigs at uh, MSG, and I think I might have seen ESPN. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. In uh, in 2022, anybody and their brother can just do sports gambling. And if you happen to be, I, I mean, primarily if you are an attractive female, you have a good shot of getting on some kind of content provider because they can't give these jobs out fast enough right now. Everybody, everybody's got to be a gambling expert. Although, uh, I, I mean, again, I've listened to podcasts featuring guys from Vegas that have a lot of notoriety, and I've never heard of any of the people that I see on TV. Um, do you listen to any of the Vegas podcasts, or the people out of there, or the people that have been around the, the gambling podcast ecosystem for a couple of years? Gil Alexander? Uh, uh, I, I know. I know. Yeah. So I, I know the one guy that, uh, used to work for the Vegas Insider, whoever that was, whoever Beeson? that guy was. 
It might have been that. Well, Veasan's the the network, right? Uh, the Vegas Sports Network, whatever. Vegas Insider. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So whoever that guy is, he's pretty famous. I mean, he like they they always people networks always have him as like a guest star. Oh, are you talking about Lombardi? He's a bigger dude. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Are you are you talking about a? a Mike Lombardi, the ex NFL executive that always piggybacked with Belichick, and then he's been doing content now for whatever he does—a podcast, GM Shuffle. Yeah, he has his own podcast about the GMs things. Yeah, and everything. GM Shuffle. That's Mike Lombardi. Yeah, yeah. I, I I listen to his podcast quite a bit. I haven't listened to it in recent past, but he actually—he's no idiot. No, he actually used to do the show with Adon Verk, who I, you know, he used to be work for ESPN. He's involved with Major League Baseball Network, uh, does the Zone as well. He lives actually right around the corner from me, but he used to host that. Uh, he actually also did WWE too, but it only lasted a couple of months. It was just a bad fit. It just wasn't really his wheelhouse. But um, and I used to see Lombardi's Mercedes Benz uh, parked at Adnan's house when I was walking the dog. Or whatnot. So, uh, but Lombardi's okay. You know, I mean, he, he likes himself a, a tall glass of Mike. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The isn't that the the uh, attitude you need to carry to apparently be uh, uh, some sort of betting expert? I. You know what? It's funny that you say that because I, either I've talked about it independently on the podcast, or maybe I've talked about it with you. But yeah, it is really like. Uh, mid nineties to early two thousands, like shock jock era, like all of the all of the podcasts either like know each other, like each other, or hate each other. It's it like yeah. it's like War of the Worlds. It's like Radio Wars, you know, two point It's actually pretty funny, and it's al- really stupid. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of stupid, but um, everybody does love themselves a, a, a tall glass of themselves, and uh, they also do hate people that they just don't respect like pff um so pro football focus has a gambling show and i forget the guy that did it he used to do it with uh dr ian he was he was yeah he was great he was great but he left yeah he went he left he went to what a, a data company right yeah but, it, it, he he doesn't do a show anymore he's a guest on another show but um, I, I think uh, he's actually doing like data analytics for sports. I, I think it's like a big startup company. Doctor yeah, Ian Eager, great. Ian Eager, I forget what it was, but anyway, his partner, who is like Smug Central, um, he who's now doing the show by himself, and they threw in a couple other people that they're trying to get their footing again. But he rails on Simon Hunter. From the Action Network podcast, The Favorites, who does a show with, I guess, basically the Action Networks. I don't know what he is. I, he's, he's their grand poobah, but this guy, Chad Millman, and he does this Simon Hunter. Simon Hunter used to be an unknown sports better gambling aficionado, and now he's actually said his name. And uh, PFF just hates the guy, and uh, they just go after him all the time. I, I'm not a super big fan, only because he's from Philadelphia. I, that's the only reason I don't like him. But these people are really invested in who they do and do not like. Um, but anyway, if I didn't, if I didn't buddy up with, I don't know, 
20 people from Philadelphia who turn out to be like my best friends in this second life I'm, I'm now living. Like, I hate people from Philly outside of, outside of those people. Like, I love my friends to death. Yeah, I'm the same they're, way. They're <laughs> all the same. same. Way. They, su- they suck <laughs> on every fucking level you can name. But it is, it is if, you're, if you're friends with them, they're pretty, they're pretty loyal. I mean, they're, they're very loyal friends. They're just, I hate everyone else. No, and it's I have a little bit of tangibility to Philadelphia people because I have some people that are in South Jersey that I'm friends with, frat brothers with, I, you know, and they end up being Philadelphia fans. And it's just like, man, I love you to death. How can you be a Philadelphia fan? And they're like, because Philly's yep. like 45 minutes from me. Why am I going to yep. be a, you know, a New York anything fan when Philly's the town that's close to me? I'm like, I get it, but still. God, Philly is. If you ever go to a Philadelphia sporting event, and this is where it comes from, I, I actually don't know that many people from Philadelphia outside of you know frat brothers and friends that might uh, I know from college or wherever. But it, it's my hatred is purely based on going to any Philadelphia live event and just witnessing the debauchery that follows their fans. They're just fucking filthy. They're yep. drunk, they're loud, they're obnoxious, they curse more than me, which is tough, and uh, it, it, they're just tough to take, impossible to take. And they like the East Horse shit when their team wins the Super Bowl, so that's another one. Oh, yeah. God. They are, they are, uh, they're horrible fans. They're yeah. horrible, horrible fans. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears for a hot second because let's go into no- another one of our wheelhouses, which is weather. It looks like there is going to be six feet of snow in Buffalo this weekend. Six feet wow. is what they're talking about for the Bills-Browns game. Six feet? That That is in the forecast right now. Now, obviously... No, no it, way. I, That's insane. I, they've been talking about it. Uh, it I'm basically since the games wrapped up last week they've been talking about it and right now the current forecast says somewhere up to six feet of snow could be coming to the area i mean anybody could be at that game i mean they're gonna do the same thing they always do employ the masses locally to come with shovels and shovel the place out but i mean six feet of snow holy shit up to four feet there they just updated up to four feet so that's four. Oh, okay, fine. I'll give you the two feet. Sn- four feet. That's six insane. Feet. What the fuck does it matter? It's that's insane. Six feet of snow. It's a lot of goddamn snow. Now I don't know. Is it supposed to fall during the game? That's what I've been trying to find out. But I don't think it's during the game. I think it is before. Yeah, nine p.m. tonight. Yeah, snow warning, uh, I guess, looking from 7 p.m. Thursday all the way through 1 p.m. Sunday. So you would imagine that it's going to hit before, maybe right up. So it's not going to really affect the game. It's just going to affect all the fans trying to get there. As Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to have – they're going to call for help to shovel out the stadium and all that. <laughs> I, I mean, we have only had – God, I'm trying to think here in Jersey when we've had big snowfalls, possibly recently. And I think we had a big 
three, four footer in 2010, and it was like you open the door and suck a motherfucker. What am I supposed to do with this shit? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Can't even open the door sometimes. I so that was like three, four feet. You know, like now you're talking about six. Like holy Jesus, that's impossible. And Dex, I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't know if you can hear, but uh, my wife has decided to do vacuuming uh, during the time that I said I was going to be in the basement doing a podcast <laughs> because we live in a goddamn mansion and you can't hear anything going on in this house. Go, go figure. I mean, Jesus fucking. We're cakes for nothing. You are a stupid asshole. That's exactly what he is. Uh, I, I digress. Which, I can't hear it. I know. I can. And it's just. Just fucking life, man. I tell you, it's just fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, to do a little dad talk and weather talk, uh, there is going to be six feet of snow in Buffalo. We'll get to that later. So, uh, outside of that, uh, we chopped up about twelve minutes. Um, you want to get uh, right into the stats, and then we'll start talking about the games, or what? Yeah, I was just looking up the blizzard of 96, which is the biggest one that I can remember. Yeah, that was when they shut down the Garden State Parkway. They took- and there was 48 inches cumulatively. Yeah, so it was like three, four feet, right? Yeah, you're, now you're talking two more feet on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a shit ton of snow, dude. I don't, you don't even know. I mean, God, the forts you must be able to make with that. Holy Christ. Oh, it was so awesome. I mean, you make that, snow castles. Screw. Yeah. That storm was awesome. I mean, I, I you make. I, I guess they're going to push the snow banks, and then probably the snow banks, you just carve out so much cool shit. So much cool shit. Make. Make like an ant colony, just just massive tunnels of <laughs> just people, people-sized yeah. tunnels in the snow, and then it probably yeah. just pull, fall on some poor dude and just fucking bury him. But uh, all right, uh, enough. Let's get a uh, let's get into this here, do the update, and then we'll go into our games. First down. First down. All right, so we'll start off the dogs once again won. So the dogs are on such a goddamn pair here. It, it's it's almost comical. The dogs, uh, I mean, they're not as good as the the unders, but the dogs have hit for fifty six percent this year. They were eight and four last week, and of those eight, they won seven. Seven of the eight the dogs hit, they outright won. So the dogs have hit five of the ten weeks versus the three of the favorites. As for overs and unders, like I was mentioning, they were split this week. They were seven and seven, but the unders on the year, 59%, and they've won seven of the ten weeks. The overs haven't come in once. Not once have the overs come in. So home dogs were 3-0. They're 53% on the year. As for teaser legs, I mean, dogs was where it was at again. They were 13-1 this week. So they're hitting 75% for the year. Favorite's not that much worse at 67%. Over-unders are a little different. Unders are at 69%, but the overs, I mean, there's just been no scoring. They were 58% on the year. Both overs and unders last week were 9-5. and five. Although, you couldn't miss if you had the Houston at New York game because that hit every single teaser leg that there was. So there was uh, six spread legs that hit either way, six games that hit the spread either way, and there were four games that total hit either way. Uh, halftime leads were 8-3. and three. They're coming in still at 70%. So that, that's where it was about last year, so it's coming about this year. Same, it adjusted a little bit. Uh, nothing really in the buys. You know, I mean, I, 
bye weeks really don't matter anymore, right? Coming teams coming off the bye weeks, I don't even think about. No, it. I track it. But, I don't either. Uh, you know, it doesn't really have an impact. Uh, as for us, here we go, baby. I was nine and three, monster. You were five and six. I got you on the year. I'm at 50% now, so I'm even, Steven. You're at 43%. Uh, as for the money, Sharps, and the tickets, it's still all about the Sharps. They're hitting about 60% for the year, and they were 6-1 and one last week. Money, The money was actually 5-6, and six, so they were under 500, but they're 53% of the year. Tickets still suck. They're 46% on the year. Uh, Super Picks, I was 2-3. and three, You were 1-4. and four. Uh, We didn't hit anything else. However, Chris... Was 1-0 on his prop bets. I think that's five in a row, possibly six, because there's one week that I didn't have it tracked. And you are a 67% winner with all of your prop bets on the year. He's on oh, yeah, fire! Fire! I'm very, very good with those for some reason. I don't know why. That's what you should do. You should just do all of that, and, and you should parlay your... Prop bets because you've been I know. an animal. You, so far. It's it's crazy, but the what, what's shitty is you you have to wait so far into the week to to do it. It's not like the other ones where you can you can get good spreads right now uh, before the storylines break on Saturday, right? Like you, it's you have to wait for your defensive props till Saturday, and you have to wait to get your player props until I believe. Tomorrow, yeah, or, that's or Friday. Funny that you brought that up because I went to go look at prop bets for the show, and there's none. There's nothing. Only tomorrow. What, what do you do? Well, I forgot. Only tomorrow's games. Yeah, I know. I forgot. So tomorrow's games are up there, but all the weekend games they're still you know far out. Now you can go to like the Action Network app, and they have some props that obviously have popped up elsewhere but you just don't have the full inventory that you usually like to look and pick at so i I picked the thursday night game but it's it's funny i forgot about it because we just haven't done a show this early and i can't even tell you how long you know between kids sports and all the rest it's just been batshit crazy so the there was a big issue they were talking about on i believe uh, maybe if it was Fox Sports or CBS, one or the other, where if you make a bet on a player and it and it hits, but it's because the player didn't was active but didn't play, does that mean you should get paid? So. Let me repeat. No, I completely understand what you mean. So a player is active. He's on the sidelines. They have a line for him. It's at yes. one and a half catches. You take the under. The guy doesn't see the field. Is that a win? Yes. I mean, yeah. If if the if the book is taking the bet, then that's a win. Uh, I would think, but apparently there's fine print to the gambling that most sports books will only pay out if the player actually gets into the, the game. game. Okay. Checks into the game. I mean, ultimately the books can do whatever they want, right? So that that is the fine print for every time you put 
a bet down. And there's stories you can go out and Google them, and uh, you'll find that there are plenty of, I don't know, uh, fine print items that have gotten called into question, uh, which is, I mean, part of the fascination with the industry is that over the years, it's going to ch- change quite a bit from where it is right now um, because there there will be future regulations for sure. And there will be definition added to the things that they're making up because they're trying to make up new gambling shit all the time related to sports. Have you seen Mojo? I think I sent it to you. No. Did, did you look at that freak show? It is a new gambling app. I don't know where it's available. I know it's available in New Jersey. The app is probably available everywhere. But they basically have made a sports stock market. And you can go and you can buy players and then their value adjusts with their performance. Now, it for true gamblers, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense because there, you can't get odds, right? So you're looking to – and the I don't know. Like I'm trying to make up – like uh, Kirk Cousins was like $67. I just saw him talking about it today, and I'd looked at the app previously. But like – Kirk Cousins isn't going to go from 67 to like 120. So you're not going to be able to double your money, right? Like he's going to go from like 67 to like maybe 68, 69, 60, uh, 69, 70, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's more like a long form of trying to invest where compare that to the stock market. Like, yeah, maybe the only part that I don't understand is like every player's career ends up at a zero, right? So like, they all retire or they go downhill when they get old. So I just don't know how they're basing the values of any of the players. Uh, I I remember us talking about this now. There's two questions I would ask. One, who determines the value of the players? And two, what's the market cap on each player? Like how much, how much of a stock of Kirk Cousins can I buy? Because yeah. there can only be a, a 100% and – who determines the majority? Who gets 51%? Like, right. Who, who, when you're thinking about it from a stock perspective, how they calculate a stock, it's always based on uh, some kind of established value. Right? Correct. And, uh, you know, how do you do that with a with a player? I, I don't understand that. It's got to be based off their contract or something. I don't know. I, I don't know how they're determining the intrinsic and the extrinsic value. I, you know, I was trying to compare it to the stock market, and I was just like, I don't. How the hell do you base it? it it's all just future projection. And if you look at any given time, they, they the app will show you booked value and future value, and I'm just like, what is a booked value? I, I don't understand that at all. So. Um, a point being is that they're just creating new kinds of vehicles for you to spend your money gambling wise on in the sports industry and it will not stop. So um, to answer your question, I think if they accept the bet, then it doesn't matter if the player plays or not. They shouldn't have put the line out there if they had any question of the player not playing. It's the Cam Akers rule, I guess you would say. Yes. Right. Well, okay, yes. although Cam Akers played. So game one, they probably got demolished. Well, I don't know. People probably bet on K-Makers, not all his unders. But, you know, game two, if they were accepting the bets and K-Makers still didn't play, that would have been the K-Makers rule. It was like, ah, you know what? He didn't really play. And uh, the, whole, the whole thing was based off of 
the bet was that Sam Ellinger was going to have under 10 or 15 pass attempts. Oh, yeah, and then they benched him. And they benched him before the game. Yeah. And so they didn't honor that. They didn't honor those bets for sure. Right. Yeah, because he said he didn't play. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's... But you should have taken it. You should have taken it off the board. Like, that's... You should. Well, like, you what do they re- do? What do they do for all the bets that came up to the point that it was off the board? It's just like a, it, when a horse gets scratched out of a race, you you ref, the money is refunded immediately, or you you go back and you refund the you get the the ticket refunded. Oh yeah, okay, I, I could see that, and I agree with that statement. But it's tough because, like, what if Matt Ryan got hurt? Then there, then Sam Ellinger would have been in. Right, so it's it's like a double edged sword where you can't refund it before the game's over, because just in case. But it, it's like it's it's almost like an edge for the house because they're they're putting a line on a guy, but they're saying we're not going to pay you unless he plays. Well, but that's fair though. Like, what think about all the vet, bets you might take up until like Friday or Thursday, and then well, that's right. Props don't come out until usually Thursday, no, they don't, Friday, right. Thursday, so, Friday, Saturday. But I, you know, I mean, you take all these bets on a player. They get into a car accident. They bang up their leg, and they can't play in the game. I, you know, they're not gonna. Why should they lose those those dollars? Right. I mean, that's a refund. I'm just saying, like, if you go into the game and all of a sudden he doesn't play, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a gray line. But it all goes down to the fact that the, the odds makers can do whatever they want. So um, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like what. It- what if Indianapolis smoked the Raiders and then it was like four minutes left in the game and they were like, yeah, just throw Ellinger in. But Ellinger never attempted a pass. Oh, he just okay. He handed that, it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I follow. I didn't go to to that length. Yeah, so, well, they probably would have terminated and refunded all the bets prior to kickoff, I would imagine. Right, because once well, they, if, once they if hear if a that, bet gets taken, that's not true. Because even if bets get taken off the board, whoever had the ticket, whoever has the proof that the ticket is is true before they took it off the board, their their tickets are still valid. I mean, the ticket's valid, but there's probably writing on the back side that said, you know, subject to change or subject to termination or subject to refund. You know, because what would happen? I would imagine from the operator standpoint is that Ryan gets placed in in under center in place of Ellinger and the Ellinger bets are immediately refunded capped refunded and that's it so even if he gets in at the end of the game it doesn't matter all those bets are null and void at that point anyway maybe I I would think that's how the operator would do it I'd be pissed if I if I made a if I made that bet and thirty minutes before game time they announced it's like the Case Keenum situation or the the Sam Ellinger situation the the dude you bet on gets benched well he didn't have fucking ten pass attempts give me my money no I I am in complete agreement that it should work that way. However, yeah, but it's not going to. It's not because the operators are just going to waive those bets and refund them. So, 
Uh, but anyway, all right, so back to this week's games. Like I said, week 11, we have four teams on buys, so not as many as uh, two weeks ago, but I think equal to the amount last week. This week, Miami, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Jacksonville will all get to take a seat and watch from their couches on Sunday. Well, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday uh, are the days, obviously, that the NFL plays, so they get to watch them all of those days. However, um, you know, Seattle and Tampa Bay, how crazy was it for them to ship Seattle out to Germany? Are you fucking kidding me with that? I mean, rather rather than any other team, why? What do you an mean? East Coast team, because Germany, I, London, six hours. Germany might be seven or eight. I'm not quite sure about the time difference. So you're talking about Seattle to the East Coast is three hours plus the seven. I, I mean, they're almost like twelve hours. Or I, I, yeah, right. <laughs> like twelve. Well, they hours would fly difference. the other. They would fly the other way, right? Uh, what are you what are you talking about? They would fly west, not east. Uh, I don't. Th- I mean, is it? They would, fly, they would fly across the Pacific. I. I mean, I'm. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know. I've never. Is actually it shorter? Been... Is it shorter that way? I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, I mean, it's. I don't know. Even, even if you fly from Seattle, you're going to fly across to Russia. You know, China, Russia, all the way out that way. It just can't be an easy flight. Uh, but regardless, uh, it was a phenomenal win for the NFL. Did, did you see the video clip of everybody singing uh, Country Road? Was, I, I sent it to you. Oh, it was, is, it is that was, where I saw it? You sent it to me? <laughs> yeah, it was Uh-oh. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupido. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I that got was great. such a kick out of that. That was fantastic. That was uh, that was worth every every bit of enjoyment that Germany got out of that one, and everybody else too. So that was a lot of fun. But anyway, so uh, Seattle and Tampa Bay get to relax at least for a week and let their body clocks readjust. Jacksonville, Miami, you know, three three of the Florida teams all, all on buys this week. But anyway. So, uh, we've got the Thursday night game. We're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about the two other ones. One, I was in complete agreement with you, um, and that is Cowboys at the Vikings. The other one, you really want to do Chiefs at the Chargers? Because the one game that you wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago, and I negated it, uh, Jets at, at the Patriots is a pretty big game, no? It was Bill's Jets is the one that I was like, I didn't put it in there. I didn't put it in there because of your reaction the last time <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, well, so be it. Oh, yeah. That's how that one goes. And boom goes the dynamite. So uh, if you weren't following along two weeks ago, uh, two or three weeks ago, it was the Jets at the Bills. I poo-pooed it because my brother wanted to talk about it. It's one of the two big games. And then the Jets ended up winning at home. It was a big game. We should have talked about it. Um, so yeah, I don't care. Uh, either one, we could do Chiefs, Chargers, uh, Patriots, Jets, but we'll start off with the Cowboys and the Vikings, and we'll decide on the fly. So, uh, let's go. Second down. Second down. All right, so this is going to be a four o'clocker. Cowboys traveling to Minnesota, taking on the Vikings. Cowboys going to be a road favorite here. Currently at one and a half points, the over/under is forty-seven and a half. Cowboys on the year six and three against the spread. Vikings four four and one. Right now, the tickets are on the side of the Vikings. Just 
slightly at 54%. ton of the money pool is on the Cowboys at 75%. So here you go. I, you have the Cowboys who was, you know, a lot of betters darling going into last week against Green Bay. I mean, not for that Green Bay game. There was several people that picked uh, the Packers on that one. But on the year, people love this Cowboys team. And then you got the Viking team that everybody just shits on continually. However, they've got one loss. And here they are at home, underdog again. Uh, what do you make of this one? What What does Minnesota have to do? I do. They they just play in really close games. It's not their fault. It's bonkers. That, that, that their wins are just bonkers. I can't describe to you. The law of regression tells us that eventually those games are going to even out. Right? I, it, look, just, they're going to lose at some point. I I, I agree co- with correct. you. Correct. Right. But I mean, here they are at home. They're a home dog. Versus a, a Cowboy de- team, let's be honest. Like, CeeDee Lamb had a game. No, 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 no. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? And no. You're going to say that, let's be honest, they're really not that good. Yes! And it showed last <laughs> yes! week. I, I know. Yes! I know. You, you're not right. You're not right. Everybody's entitled to go into Lambo and suck balls, dude. It's, it's a hard place to play. I'm not 100%. saying it's not. But I, this this game is indoors where they have much more speed and they have much more control over what's going to happen. The Cowboys offense is better than Minnesota's defense and the Cowboys defense is better than Minnesota's offense. All right. So offensive speaking, Minnesota is 17th DVOA. The Cowboys defense is phenomenal. They're, they're two DVOA on defense. So then flip it. Minnesota's defense is 19th, and Dallas's offense is 12th, right? I, I, of the two, I mean, it's Dallas's offense that I'm questioning in this game. Why? And because I just don't think it's solid. I okay, don't. If I Zeke, don't think if Zeke that, doesn't play, if Zeke doesn't play, do, does does Dallas win? You think Zeke is a factor? I think Feek's and I think Zeke is a negative factor. Yeah. Oh no. No. Okay. I, I'm on board with you there. Right. So I, I, Zeke I, does, I don't care Zeke if Zeke if Zeke doesn't play, it gives him better chance. So I'm with you. Correct. Correct. If Zeke plays, it's just going to fuck up what they have. It's it's Pollard is is a monster for them, and he's not. They don't need a bruising back. They need a scat back like a Marshall Falk or Ladanian Tomlinson, and that's what Pollard is. They they do better that way. I, I agree is, with you, but I, I don't think if Zeke plays, it, it leads them to a loss. I, I you know, no, I, it's, it I think just, they perform it, it better slows without the game him, down. But... It slows the game down. Zeke, they they running the ball to Zeke, who who hasn't had a play over twenty yards in five years or whatever that stupid statistic is. It slows the game down. He might get them first downs, but they're just going to try and pound it up the middle with. With Zeke, they, they they get out of what they can do, which is throw the ball to Ceedee Lamb twelve times, fifteen times, and just destroy teams. Minnesota's good, don't get me wrong, but Buffalo had them beat with a field goal, at, and they and they chose to go for it on fourth down for some fucked up reason that they oh, shouldn't well, have one. 
Oh, stop it game. with that because they tried to give that game. They tried to give that game to Buffalo eight times from Sunday. I mean, I, I can't even go through all the things in that game that they tried to do to give that ball. They, one of the key plays, Buffalo had twelve people on the floor on on the field. Wait, do you actually think Minnesota was a better team than Buffalo last week? No, I, I think. Uh, I'll say this. I don't think that Minnesota is the better team. I don't think that Buffalo is as good as everybody's making them out to be. And I think that Minnesota won that game. I think they deserved to win that game. I think it was an evenly played game. I definitely think that calls were going the other way. I thought they were wait, going wait, way. Wait, 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 wait. Buff, did you see the statistic about their record in, in when they're up by double digits versus when they're in two to eight point games? Who? Buffalo? Yeah. No, I just tell it to me. It's they've been they were sixteen and one since Josh Allen started. Okay. In games of, of when they're up by double digits. They don't lose those games. They they fucking blew that game. I, they're I mean, better. It, it, they're it's a really trend, good. but it doesn't mean the trends can't break. I it was just a f- hard fought, well played game. However, it was a fluke. Oh. <laughs> okay. You're you're crazy. They they con- Minnesota converted how many fourth downs? I, if they play a best of seven, Buffalo's winning the best of seven series. Don't get me wrong. I'm not crazy oh, yeah. here, but I'm just yes. saying give Minnesota the credit. They won that fucking game. What more do you want them to do? You you know. Uh, listen, Minnesota's been one of my best bets like over the past couple weeks, numerous times. Like they're vi- I I have no problem with them. But they are not – they're not – they should not be labeled in the elite company of the NFL based off of just their record because we all know records mean, don't mean shit come uh, February, January. All right, so they I'm just – just real quick. This is Minnesota's schedule, right? Green Bay week one, and this is before Green Bay imploded. That was a win. They lost to Philadelphia, who up until last week had no losses. Uh, they beat Detroit, Stinker, New Orleans, Stinker, Chicago, Stinker, Miami, big win. That was on the road, mind you. Uh, Arizona, I, you know, scrappy, I guess. Washington uh, last week or, you know, week before this one. And Washington has kind of turned it around. They eked that one out, right? That was 20 to 17. Oh, they eat, yeah. They were losing 17 to 3 in that game. Right. And then Buffalo. So if you then compare it to Dallas, here's Dallas. You know, Dallas played Tampa Bay week one. Tampa Bay, you know, got them there. They played Cincinnati, who was a bag of trash in the beginning of the year. Uh, the Giants, Washington, Rams, Philadelphia, they lost. Detroit, Chicago, and then Green Bay, they lost. I, I mean, Minnesota's had the, sh- the tougher schedule. Mm, I mean, I, last I don't four know. games, it's been f- for Dallas going back to the fourth game. Philadelphia lost, da- Detroit win, uh, Chicago win, and then sh- Green Bay lost. And then vice versa, Minnesota's last four have been. Miami win, Arizona win, Washington win, Buffalo win, Miami, Washington, and Buffalo all on the road. The only argument that I'm trying to make here is that I don't think the Vikings should be a home dog uh, in this game, So, which is the reason that I picked them. Yeah, I 
I, I heard a, another stat about the Vikings, and I don't, I can't remember if I'm going to say it correctly, but it was something along the lines of, in the past five weeks, they have been down by double digits at some point during each of those games. Now, I don't know if that's true, or maybe it was just three weeks, but that shows a team that's resilient. So I, I get what you're saying. They're 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 not necessarily amazing but they they get the job done in the end which is kind of the opposite of what they were last year where they kept losing those close games so ultimately you can't keep doing that because it just exhausts your team right you can't always be fighting and coming from behind you're not going to be able to do that the whole year i am in in agreement with you that the cowboys are a a better team I, i agree with you that the cowboys are a better team Right. They're the best defense that they they are about to be the best defense they've seen. Uh, fine, fair enough, but they just played on the road in Buffalo, right? Tough place to play. Now they're at yeah. home. I, I just, you know, a different week, different situation. I'm picking the Cowboys right here. I I, I can't, I, I can't go against Minnesota at home with one loss with the schedule that has better fought games in it versus a, a Cowboy team that, like, yeah, man, it, talent's there. I mean, they've probably got the better players. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, the, the two best players on the field are probably going to be Justin Jefferson and Micah Parsons, you know, which is probably an, an even split at their positions, per se. But I, I'm just... Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think this is going to be one of those things that we're, we're just going to agree to disagree that both of these teams... I mean, look, it's a, it's a one-point spread. It's a pick em, So obviously all throughout the entire country, people are, are split on this. I, I just think that Dallas's defense, the weight of how good Dallas's defense is to Minnesota's offense versus the weight of Dallas's offense versus Minnesota's defense. I think it, it obviously weighs on the scale on the Cowboys end. Hence they, you know, they are one point favorite. So I, I'm going to go with Dallas. I, I have a feeling you're going to go with Minnesota. Yeah, obviously. pick Minnesota. Yeah, and and I think we could. I mean, we could break this down for the next 30 minutes, but I, it's just going to be a great game. Hopefully, I, I, it's going to be a game to watch. Yeah. So that is the first game. Now, what do you want to do for the second game? I'll let you pick which one you want to go to. The Jets and Pats is fine with me. I had that written down first. I just erased it. All right. Cool. So we will fly out to Foxborough. This 1 o'clock game, this is going to be the Patriots hosting the Jets' AFC East battle. Patriots currently are the field goal favorite at home. The over-under here is bottom of the barrel. Is this the lowest of the week? There are two games, this being one of them, at 38.5 is the over-under. Right now, there is no sharp lean. The... Tickets are slightly in favor of the Patriots, but a ton of money coming in on New England. 73% of the money pool currently on the Pats. Pats 5-3-1 against the spread. Jets are 6-3, so the two teams are also good in the gambling uh, stratosphere. So uh, I will kick it to you here and let you start our little chop shop of the Pats-Jets. I would never bet against... Bill Belichick coming off a bye. That they've spent two weeks breaking down who they're going to take away, how they're going to take them away, and and what they're going to do to slow this game 
to the point that they have full control in Foxborough. Like this is a this is a brutal environment for New York to go into. I I don't know who you're picking, but obviously I'm picking the Pats. Yeah, I mean, look, if you look at the two teams, if you look at their offenses, they both blow. New England's 26th DVOA, the Jets are 19th. And that 19th, it factoring in Brees Hall that used to exist before he blew his knee out. Um, and, you know, they've somehow masked the fact that Zach Wilson is really not good. Uh, when you flip it around and you go on defense, New England's three. Jets are six, and that's what these two teams are about. They're both about their defensive squad. So the question becomes, you know, are you going to take Bill Belichick, his defense at home, or are you going to take Robert Sala and his defense on the road? And if you really push came to shove, I would probably go to the quarterbacks and is not great as Mac Jones has looked. You know, or even if they go to Zappy, you know, I don't. Even, I think it's Mac Jones, right? They 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 kind of put a you know they kibosh the whole Zappy thing, at least in the short yeah. term. So yeah, Zappy's actually Zappy's shows some potential, but they spent a whole lot of uh, draft capital on on Mac Jones. They're not just going to throw him out. Yeah, no, and I think that the Monday night Chicago game when they went to Zappy and they gave uh, Jones the hook was the end of that little experiment because it just blew up right in their face. Uh, it started out good, but then it ended bad. Yeah, right. well, yeah, his first, whatever, series, two series were fine, and then away she went. So, I, I mean, I am going to take Belichick at home and Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson against the the Patriots here. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Like you said, off of a bye, uh, I I think that New England's going to be pretty healthy. No, they're going to have Damian Harris back, right? I mean, he, he's been in and out, but he's going to be you know, coming off rest. He's going to be back, so that'll add to the backfield along with Stevenson. Um, and then the Jets, I mean, they're, they're still banged up. You know, they've been, I mean, they've been making it work, but they have way more injuries than New England does. I don't know what their uh, practice report was today. I don't, I don't think I saw the, uh, the Jets. Did they well, even, I don't I, even know I'm just saying the one. Jets uh, on the year so far have lost a, a shit ton of guys. You know, Yeah, they have. Brees Hall, uh, Vera Tucker, whatever. I think Vera Tucker's out. I think he went IR. I, I don't know. Is he out for the year or is he on the IR for the four game? Whatever it is, he's, I don't think he's playing this game. Um, uh, I probably should no, know that he's, talking I thought he was. I thought he was done. For the year is it done for the year? I, I I don't remember. I you know trying to follow all the and it, I should. I'm just not a Jet fan. I've been following the Giants more. Um, and after you you know you, you punch out for you forget what it was. But anyway, he was out. I thought it was I thought it was for the year. It could be the IR. Regardless, I'm taking New England here. They're the healthier team. They have the better coach. And I, you know Zach Wilson. How do you, how do you go with Zach Wilson on the road against the Patriots? I argue this shouldn't be three points. I, I think it should be four or more, four or four and a half. Uh, I was shocked it was only three, but obviously Vegas is uh, – they're, they're betting on the Jets' defense being rested and ready for what you – like you said, just a bad New England offense. Well, I will tee – well, I won't tease. I'll spoil the future fourth down because New England is my lock of the week. 
No, that's my luck. Ah! <laughs> you dick. Great minds think alike. Great minds think alike. Yeah, yep. right? I mean, come on. This game, yeah, three it's, points? It's a joke. It's a joke. It's the, it's the only spread throughout the, all the games that I was. I just said to myself, that's, it, that's so wrong. It was the first one that I looked at. And I understand that the Jets' defense has performed really good. But in this game, you're going to have to do a whole shit ton more. You're going to have to... Zach Wilson's going to have to perform. You know, you're going to have to have things go your way. Sal is going to have to call a good game. Well, I mean, he doesn't call it, but I mean, he oversees it. You know what I mean? Um, Just nothing in this game led me to think that the Patriots wouldn't do anything other than win by more than one score. And you only need three here, so... Uh, that's funny. It that, seems like a 10-point game. <laughs> when you say it, like, wait, like, yeah, but 10 points is ridiculous. But, I mean, I would think four to four and a half. Five, you know, I, I don't think they would give five simply because the the Jets are six and three. But, I mean, they didn't even give, at least right now, the Patriots don't even have the hook. Now, they do have 73% of the money plus the tickets on their side, so you're probably going to see this go from three up. But it's not there now. So, and we are, by the way, and I usually say this at the top, but all of the stats are courtesy of DraftKings at Wednesday at about 5.30 is when I pulled them, and the betting stats courtesy of the Action Network app, and I pulled them around the same time. So, uh, as of, you know, Wednesday at five and change it was only three so that's what i ended up taking so um all right with that said uh we will go into the rest of the nfl schedule and rip down the rest of these games starting with that thursday night game third down and that will feature the packers hosting the titans packers favored by three over under in this one is 41 points Tickets slightly with the Titans, the Sharps, and a big amount of money is with the Packers, 81% of the money pool. So I will kick it off. I am taking the Packers. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Pack, too. Not not a hesitation on this one, although there should, probably should be. I I don't know, man. It's very tough to bet against uh, uh, Green Bay when they – coming off a win and coming off a, a confidence builder like that, I think they have enough. We, you know, we we could spin this however you want, but... I mean, Tennessee is a quiet 6-3. and three. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy that yeah. they're 6-3. So, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they're yeah. going to have enough here. I think there's too many question marks on that offense. You know, the one thing that you could see is Henry run the shit out of the ball against that Packer defense that has battled run issues all year, uh, in which case, you know, that might feed into Vrabel's defense-heavy, run-centric play, you know, strategy, game strategy. But I I don't think it here. So I I went with Packers. You're going with the Packers as well. Yeah. So now we head into the Sunday slate of games. We'll begin with the 1 o'clockers. First game, Eagles hosting, well, sorry, not hosting, Eagles at Indianapolis facing off against the Colts. 
We got another home dog here. Colts underdogs by six and a half points. So they they replace Matt Ryan. They hire a ESPN analyst off the <laughs> off the uh, pine to be their head coach. They end up getting the win, and now the Eagles, who are being favored by double digits weeks prior, are only six and a half here uh, in Indianapolis versus the Colts. Forty four is the over under. Great number right there. Great number. And it is a trifecta game. Everybody on. The Colts. Sharps on the Colts. Tickets barely on the Colts. 67% of the money, though, on the Colts. Where are you going to place your investment dollars here? Eagles. Didn't think twice about it. No, me either. I I took the Eagles. Uh, The six and a half. I mean, the Eagles had been favored by, you know, pushing 10 points week in, week out. Then they, you know, they it's an NFC East game that they ended up losing versus the Commanders, who aren't playing that terrible. And meanwhile, the, the Colts beat up on, uh, I don't know, what was that team that they beat up on? Who was Cares. that again? Who was that again? The fucking Raiders suck. Fucking your team is so bad. They're so bad. So bad. So bad. So anyway, um, I'm on the Eagles. You're on the Eagles as well. So let's head to New Orleans, where the where you saw your Raiders lose uh, just recently. Anyway, the Saints are going to be hosting the Rams. Oh, another shitbox team. Another team that has just gone south. Uh, the Saints are four and a half point favorites over the reigning Super Bowl champion Rams. Thirty eight and a half is the over under. So this game and the Patriots Jets were the lowest two totals on the board. Right now, the Sharps are on the Saints, as is 80% of the money pool, and then the tickets have a, a little bit of a lean toward the Rams. Um, I, I, I'll kick this one off. I I couldn't think of a reason to take the Rams. The 4.5 almost scared me, only because 4.5 is kind of a lot of points to be given to New, New Orleans. But God, what has the Rams shown anybody this year? I mean, they're a dog. They're a dog. Uh, you're taking I, them. You're taking them. I am. Ah, oh, holy Jesus! What the uh, hell is going on? Just, I don't know. I, I, I'm just banking on banking the on Rams. what Stafford is going to play. They do expect him to clear uh, the whatever concussion protocol. However, Cup is not going to be there, so everybody's adding Van Jefferson, thinking that he's going to shock. Yeah, right. It's going to be Skoranek. It's going to be Skoranek and Higby. That's who it's going to be. And Allen Robinson's just like, thank God for you guys giving me money because obviously I am just kaput. (laughs) He's horrible. Ah, dude. It's just brutal. Brutal. And I drafted him. I thought thought that the downturn in Chicago was due to the offense and fields, and I couldn't be more wrong. Uh, That guy is just done. Done. I, I not not a uh, what's his name done. Uh, Kenny Galladay done, but done nonetheless. So, but you're going with the Rams here, huh? Is it because you think they're going to win, or you just think four and a half is too many points? Uh, I just think four and a half is too many points. I think if the Saints win this, they're going to win probably with a last second field goal. They're they're this is the Rams defense is is full of talent. They just for some reason can't put it together. I mean, full of talent, but uh, where are they? I, I don't even think DVOA they're at now. Actually, that high up. They were 15th, so they're not terrible. Middle of the pack. But 
Uh, all right, so I'm on the Saints. You are on the Rams on that one. We'll head to Atlanta where the Falcons are going to be hosting the Bears. The Bears, obviously, everybody talking about Justin Fields because he has just blown up the fantasy world with his 30, 40-point games under center. But they, they keep losing. So here you have Atlanta, three-and-a-half-point favorites over Chicago, the over-under in this one. And there are two games that finally broke 50, this being one of them. Because for the past two, three weeks, you have not seen a game over 50. Here you got the first one of two with the Falcons-Bears at 50. Trifecta game, everybody in on the Bears. Heavy tickets at 77%, heavy money at 81% of the money pool. Uh, what say you? Are you going to go with the Bears or are you going to uh, go over to Atlanta, who is everybody's darling child, uh, you know, in betters land? And what, what were they against the spread? They were also pretty solid, too. I had the spreads up. They were undefeated for a while. Yeah, now they are 6-4. and four, So they have taken a couple of shots on the chin there. Uh, and it really doesn't affect them here. I, what are you going to do? Are you going to go Bears? Are you going to go Falcons? Bears. Uh and not because I believe what's his name uh, uh, Fields Fields is the next you know the next greatest thing in in the NFL, but because uh, uh, the rest of their team is is pretty good and nobody can seem to figure out how to spy on Justin Fields, but they'll figure it out. All right, well, I'm on the other side. I, you know, the Falcons, I know they, they had that awful Thursday night performance against the Panthers uh, just last week, but I am going to take the Falcons here in the three and a half. Um, I, I just, I'm not a believer in this Bears thing. I, and they just can't keep going this route. I, I mean, they, they're ripping off tons of tons of yards. It's great for fantasy guy owners. But, you know, results-wise, this team is 3-7. and seven. Not that Atlanta's any better than 4-6, and six, but uh, I think it has been a stronger 4-6 and six versus Chicago's 3-7, and seven, which has basically been the Justin Fields show. So we will head to Houston next, where the Texans will be hosting the Commanders. Road favorite here as Washington is 3.5 points. Favorites over Houston. I think I just screwed up a couple of words there. But anyway, Commanders up three and a half on the line. 40 is 40 and a half is the over-under. Tons of money in on the Texans here. 80% of the money pool. The Sharps and 62% of the tickets are going to be on the Commanders. So I, you know, this is a spot where I would usually take Houston. It's just that team is so bad, and I am done with Lovey Smith. I, I'm going to take the Commanders here. I, I, I don't like the hook. I would have loved the three just straight up. Um, you know, three and a half I, for a Commanders team that really isn't that good. They, they did win last week, and they've shown a little bit of life here. They're five and five on the season, but I'll take the Commanders in the three and a half. Yeah, uh, we are definitely on the same end of that one. I just think Taylor Heineke has given them a different uh, vibe than what they had with... He's not terrible. Carson, Car- Carson Wentz is just... Uh, no matter what that dude can do, he just can't find a team to settle in on that... Uh, I don't know. He's just injury-prone. He's a backup, and, man. He's a backup. That, he's that's, a backup, yeah. You know, he, he makes too many mistakes to be a full-time starter. You don't get any kind of consistency. I, the early Carson Wentz is long gone. And he would just be better coming off the bench and giving you a, a short, 
you know, blow when you need it or some kind of change of pace of some sort. But, you know, a yeah. starter, you know, I don't think Heineke's a starter, but in 2022 NFL <laughs> – he is, uh, and uh, you know this season has been batshit crazy, and uh, his success is you know just yet another piece of evidence toward that. But so we'll both on the Commanders there. We will head to East Rutherford next, where the New York Giants, the New York Football Giants, will be hosting the Detroit Lions. Three points is the line here in favor of New York. Over under is 45 and a half. The money is going to be in on the Lions heavy. 68% of the money pool is on the Lions. No sharp lean. And then tickets on New York side. So you got pros, Joes here. So which side are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, so am I. I don't think that they're really good, but for some reason... Oh, trust me, they're not. They're not. Oh, I I know. I've watched numerous games. They're not that good, but they seem to have a defense that's good enough to stop opponents, and they have Saquon Barkley, who's apparently back to Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, having a... Pretty good year, dude. <laughs> Pretty good year. Contract year yeah. makes sense. But I, for here, look, the Giants the Giants are winning despite Daniel, in spite of J, D, Daniel Jones. That guy tries to make like three interceptions a game, and they just haven't been landing for whatever reason. Uh, the penalty that brings it back or, ju- you know, drop ball. But, God, Daniel Jones is just beyond infuriating because he, here's another, like Carson Wentz. He's a backup. That's what he is. And he's got a starting gig here. And Giant fans who are enamored with the team, I mean, there aren't that many, but everybody's trying to make an argument for him. And it's like, look, let's all just be honest here. This guy's not a starter. But here against the Lions, which, you know, I I still can't believe the Lions won that game last week. That that was crazy that they won that game versus Chicago. They should have lost that one. Uh, I'm not taking Jared Goff on the road, so I'm going to be taking the Giants with you. I'm I'm with you there. Um, So let's head to Baltimore. So we'll travel down 95, go to Raven Country, where Baltimore will be hosting the Panthers. Currently a 12.5-point spread, biggest spread on the board for Week 11. 42 is the over-under. The Sharps and the Joes like the Ravens. And then a big bunch of money is on Carolina. 77% of the money pool. And that's where I'm going to lay my bets as well. I just think 12.5 is too much. It is a lot. And I'm with you. I know that they're coming off a bye. And I know Carolina's really bad, but... I saw this twelve and a half I, points bad though. You know, I know. I I saw this this thing the other. I mean, they lost to ten. Are they? Who did they just get smoked by? Who, uh, who are you talking about? Carolina. Um, it was the week before last. Uh, was it Atlanta? No. Uh, no, no they just they beat, beat Atlanta. It. They just beat Atlanta. It was the game before Atlanta. Oh, it was Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati fucking hammered them. Yeah, it was 42-21 and it wasn't even that close. No, it was 35 nothing at halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh yeah, they 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 chewed them up. So Yeah, I I get it, but like I don't know. I, you want to talk about teaser legs though. You could blow this all the way up to 18 and a half for Carolina. Think about that one. Three touchdowns. 
I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, they got to lose by three touchdowns. And I was trying to figure out if I wanted to use them over the other ones. And that uh, I'll let you know if I did or not later on. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take Carolina here. Yeah, so am I. Uh, that means the last 1 o'clock game is going to be the Bills-Browns. Like we said, there is a huge snowstorm a-brewing. Uh, right now, Bills favored by 8 points over Cleveland. Over-under is 42.5. The tickets and the money both slightly like Cleveland, and the Sharps are in on Buffalo. Are you going to go back for the, the bounce-back game here versus Cleveland? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're all over. Cleveland, Cleveland's just going to try and run the ball because it's if it is going to snow, I mean, it's, it's really like the only way I think you can slow down. But I, I don't even know. I, I Now I'm all lost about Buffalo. I, they're, I'm, Josh Allen's really good. He's just making really bad decisions right now. But remember, when he first came in the league, he made bad decisions too. Yeah, right? he, he's, like, he's like in his head the past three games. He's throwing – Rando interceptions to nobody. I it's crazy. I, I think he's one of the premier quarterbacks in the league. I just think compared to per se Mahomes, he's more error prone. He definitely is. He's got a little bit of the of Daniel Jones in him. And if you watch Daniel Jones enough, you'll know what I mean. Where it's like you're just overconfident in your ability, and you like the interception at the end of that game. Like, what the fuck are we doing, dude? And I'm talking about. Uh, Versus the Vikings when he just threw the interception down at the at yeah the goal. which which one the second the second one the end of the game the one that ended the game yeah that was a terrible yeah. throw well I mean he threw two he threw two end zone interceptions I, I mean but but in that spot it's like dude what are you doing right there yeah the announcer the announcer pointed out that they are one of the worst teams in the NFL in the red zone and it makes sense I mean they 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 just they're really good at big explosive plays they're not good. When they get down there, you know, they're just, they're not. Yeah. And he's I, just, he's throwing to, I mean, he almost threw a pick. I know. And then people, he almost threw a pick on the first game, first play of the game. And then everybody's like, oh, his arm, it's his arm. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. You're right. Because the U, the UL, UL, what, what the hell was it? The UC, old, UCL, UCL, UCL that was UL-C, injured. Whatever, now we're getting into doctor talk. So I, I'm going to take the Browns. I, eight points is too much for me, uh, especially with a possible snowstorm. It might be cold. Uh, I could see the Browns trying to grind that down a little bit. Eight points I just thought was a little too heavy. Now, I, I mean, the Bills might bounce back here, and they might try to you know, get their mojo going and blow the Browns out of the building. But uh, I'm going to go with the Browns and the eight points. But you're going to be on Buffalo here. The, the, point doesn't, the, point, the size of the point spread does not scare you. No, I I don't think if if the Bills the reason I say it is because I I think the Bills are going to score regardless of snow rain sleet hail whatever and if they get a lead you know the other team's going to be forced to throw and Jacoby Brissett is not good I don't even yeah, know no, why, how he's, he's an NFL quarterback but he is well because uh, like I said he's like the best backup quarterback ever because he's like he's so good as a backup he's just not a starter but it's like he's almost better than a backup you know like yeah. I mean he can compete from time to time as a starter like I, I don't know I've been trying to think about quarterbacks in the past that have been in that position 
where it's like, yeah, they're a backup, but they're they're definitely a backup because they're that good. He's gonna he's gonna start twelve games this year for the Cleveland Browns, and he's gonna wind up on another team next year who has an injured quarterback or yes, he's whatever. gonna be Matt Schaub part two. He's just he's just gonna go from team to team starting six to twelve games every year, and he's gonna play just, twenty years. He's gonna play. Play twenty years. He's going to be a backup. Mm, he better better slow down on that running then if he's going to do that because he's taking some hits. Do you know that Matt Schaub played up until like three years ago? Schaub was everywhere, dude. No, but he's I, like Brian. He's he like was Brian in the league like two years ago. I the, was at, the, I was at Miller's Ale best House. backup best backup quarterback of all time. I'm not even going to argue with you about it, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, yeah, but he was started too much to be a backup. Like, Brissett has only played spot duty as a starter. Fitzpatrick became a starter, and then he was a starter. You know, Schaub was a backup, and then, you know, he replaced Vic, and then, he, you know, he got that nod in uh, Houston where he played for a while. So I guess that kind of takes his backup uh, role away. But yeah, I don't Fitz, think Fitz, I don't Fitz think he's a starter. Fitz he's a starter. Yeah, but Fitz didn't go to places as like he went to Wash. I mean, he went to uh, Miami like f- with the Tua project, you know, and he was like well, a backup was, to Tua. Yeah, and and he was at Buffalo. He was at the Jets. He was at Miami. He was at Tampa yeah, Bay. I mean, he started. He started for sure. But I don't. But you never think of Fitz as a. He played on too many teams to be that in that starter category, right? Like Mahomes will forever be on the starter category. Brett yes. Favre will forever be on the starter category. Yeah, for sure. Like Fit, Fitz just, he went to, he's like, that's like Brissette's going to do the same shit. He's going to go start eight to, to 12 games every year for a different team. Uh, I Before we hop off this, I got to put you on the board. Matt Schaub, career earnings. Six, $64 million. I'll give you one. Two more. 122. 122. Million. million. Last one. Last one. 20 a year for 20 years. I, I don't know. Yeah, 15 a year, so... 320. 320 million? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you didn't oh, tell me geez. lower or higher. Oh, I, oh, oh, sorry. You were close with your second one. Uh, $94 oh. million dollars career earnings. Oh, for it, was right, it was right in between. It was right there, yeah. Uh, you were off on your first one, but way closer with your second one. That guy made $100 million. Mad fucking job. Technically 60, technically 60 and 20 are exactly the same distance from 90, just so you know. 60 and 20. What? 60 and 120 are the same distance from 90. Yeah. Yeah, but different though because 60 is like way under. You know what I mean? Like overshooting it is like, oh yeah, he played a while, whatever. Like sixty million is like, no, 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 he made a lot. It more depends money. if if you're pl- if you're playing the prices right. I was out on my second guess. I'm done. Can't go over. Uh, well, yeah, but we we were doing pressure luck. You know, completely different. Uh, Fair. Right, anyway, uh, but there was no whammies. <laughs> there was no whammies. All right, so uh, off we go. Four o'clock games. I. 
Broncos hosting the Raiders. Broncos favored by three. Who cares about this game? 41 and a half is the over-under. Sharps like the Raiders. Everybody else likes the Broncos. And almost everybody in the money pool likes them. 91% of the money pools on Denver here. I, I, I will let you talk if you feel like it. I'm picking Denver. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I have nothing to say about the Raiders. I, Denver's just as bad, if not worse, but I'm not going to, I can't bet on the Raiders. I don't, I don't know anybody who can bet on the Raiders. They're terrible. They're fucking terrible. And then we're done with that game. So there's only three, four o'clock games. Another gem from the NFL. Uh, Bengals are going to be a road favorite against the Steelers. Four points is the line in favor of Cincinnati. The over under here is 41. The... Steelers are a trifecta bet here as everybody likes them. 94% of the money pool as of Wednesday is on Pittsburgh, which I think is crazy because four points isn't a whole hell of a lot of points with a Bengals team that really dialed it up. Granted, they don't have Chase. So I, I don't know. I know the Steelers won at home last week versus a game. I actually had that game. I picked that one, but I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati here. The four points, I, again, this is kind of like New England. This, I feel like this should be more. They're just they're giving it so they're giving such a low spread because what's his name? because TJ Watt is back. Yeah, I mean, okay, fine. I mean, their offense still sucks. I mean, Najee Harris finally had some kind of inkling of production last week with ninety nine yards on the ground, but he didn't get anything through the air. Uh, you know, Pickett is still the issue now. I guess since then his defense isn't that great, so maybe that. Allows the Steelers something. But, I mean, at four points, you know, coming off a bye, I don't know. I, I couldn't think of any way that I would think the Steelers would even be in this game. You know, I, I don't know. Again, next to New England, this is probably one of the ones I was looking at uh, for, you know, my best bets. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see a path to Pittsburgh winning that game. So you're with me on the Bengals and the four points? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. so, and we already talked about the third game at 4 o'clock. That was the Cowboys and the Vikings. And so that brings us to Sunday night football. And I just tried to play the sounder, and my whole app just crashed. So here, we're back, and there we go. No smooth sailing ever on a broken helmet podcast. So the Chiefs hosting, or no, sorry, the Chiefs on the road taking on the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Chiefs are a road favorite by 6.5 points. 50.5 is the over-under. That Again, there were two 50-point spreads. This is the second. The first was the Falcons-Bears game. So the Chargers at home, 6.5-point dogs. Expecting a lot of scoring with that 50.5. Uh, trifecta game, everybody is on the Chargers. This is a late game, too, so you'll see a lot of money pile into this as time goes on. But right now, of those three categories, the money pool is the heaviest at 75%. So, I don't know. I, I, I love the Chiefs in this spot, and then I just look at that spread, and I'm like, six and a half, Herbert at home. It's it's tough to pick Kansas City, no? Maybe. No. Can can you hear me? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I can. We're back. I I'm sorry. I hit the but I hit my phone. I must have hit mute. Um I we've talked about this in the past. The Chiefs always you look at the Chiefs and you're like, "Oh, that's going to hit. That's going to hit. That's going to hit." And it never hits. 
No, it it's does. always it, like five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half, and you're like, oh yeah, that's easy, and they and they fucking lose. They're not terrible I, this year against the spread. They're four and five, while the Chargers are six and three. So that was another thing that I looked at when I was like, I think I'm going to go to the Chargers here. This game's going to change. This spread's going to change dramatically come Saturday because. Well, how much do you think it's going to change? If Mike Williams and Keenan Allen play, this is this is going to change dramatically. Okay, so what do you think it goes to from six and a half? Well, if that's the case, then you're all over the Chargers at six and a half. Oh, I, yeah, I love the Chargers. I actually looked at the wrong spread here uh, when I first was doing them, and I looked at the open line, and it said Chargers minus one and a half, and I was like, fucking best bet, Chiefs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Take, taking the fucking money line Chiefs on this one. And then I realized I, I looked at the gray line, not the black line. So, uh, I mean, it was six and a half this afternoon and it's all the way down to five and a half. So it's already going in that direction. That's just based off of one practice report this week. Which Is it was five estimate. and a half? Because I just pulled these lines. Hours I'm looking ago. at it now. Yeah, it's five and a half now. Oh, so, all right. So that moved that then that's DraftKings so, to keep it, you know, apples to apples. Uh oh no. Uh, dra- I don't know. I'm on action. So this is no. I'm on, uh, I'm on DraftKings. It's five and a half. So five and a half. Oh, okay. Five and a half. So yeah, you, you, and that's just based off of one estimated practice report because there really wasn't anything today. So they were just doing like individual drills. So I'm assuming that some of those players are coming back, and that just means Justin Herbert has that many more weapons. Yeah, I I don't like him as much at at five and a half, but I think I still like him. Uh, I'm gonna take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers as well. So I like the Chargers at six and a half, which it was at. 4 p.m. this afternoon. Right. Oh, I love them at six and a half. Five and a half, I still like them, just not as much. Yep. All right. So, and that leaves the final game, and that's Monday Night Football. This one is, uh, you know, I don't know. Might be entertaining, might not. Who knows? 49ers on the road in Arizona taking on the Cardinals. 49ers, big favorite here. Eight points is the spread in favor of San Francisco. 43.5 is the over-under. Trifecta game as well as everybody is with San Francisco. Not a ton, though. Again, Monday Night Football, so you're going to see numbers and and stats change quite a bit. But 59% of the tickets, 58% of the money. So, uh, I don't know. I I mean, Cardinals, are, are they scrappy enough that the eight points scares you away from San Francisco? This spread's going to change, too, because apparently Marquise Brown's supposedly coming off IR. If he does, this will probably change a point or two. Well, I'm looking at it right now. It's still eight points. So we're talking yeah. about it right now as it is. Oh, yeah. I, I love the 49ers. I, I take them at eight. I'll take them at seven. I'll take them at nine. I think they're going to win by double digits. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I was the other way. I, I took the Cardinals. I, I thought that they probably, whether it was Murray or who it was Colt McCoy last week that went for him. Um, it was Colt McCoy, right? Yeah, Correct Colt me McCoy. Wrong? Uh, yeah. That I, I didn't, because I, I didn't get to see the game. I just looked at the stats. So, I don't know. I think that they're probably scrappy enough not to get the doors blown off at home. But then again, they're just a bad coached, bad put together ball club. Um, You know, 49ers got to go in there. I don't know. I, I, I originally was going with the 49ers, and then I was just like, you know what? I, I, I can't do the eight points. You know, the 49ers offense, I, I've got to see a little bit more of it. i got to see consistency out of it before I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take that eight. I'll take the eight points there with San Fran. 
The other, the uh, 49ers are pretty good. They have probably. Oh, the, I mean, they're easy a better team. They're easy a better they're, team. Yeah, they are. Offensively, I think they have more talent than any team in the NFL. It, I can't I, name it. This is a teaser leg special, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. So. For sure. Um, and I, I just, the Cardinals with eight points, I thought it was just a little too much. So uh, we're going to be on opposite ends on that one. I'm taking 49ers. You're taking the Cardinals. So that is all she wrote. So let's get into our picks and wrap her up. Fourth down. All right. So here we go. Uh, you want to start off with uh, our best bets? I already told you mine. Mine was New England. You said yours was New England as well. So one in the books. So next, Super Contest. Uh, I'll let you start on that one. Sure. I got Philly. I got Chicago. I got Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Dallas. All right. So you got Philadelphia, Chicago, Buffalo, Dallas, and Cincinnati. Did I get that right? Yep. Yep. All right, so I'm with you a little bit. I took Cincinnati. The rest uh, are completely different. Again, I don't know why you don't do your best bet and your super picks, but so be it. I, I know that you said you like to spread the love around a little bit, but um, I did Cincinnati like you did. I did New England, which was our best bet pick, and then I took the Giants, I took Denver, and I took Minnesota. I took Minnesota at home, riding the hot hand there. Probably not the way you want to go with a super pick, but I'm just taking them uh, at home. I think they probably win that game, and if they don't, you know, I can finally get off Minnesota. So that brings us to our parlays. Uh, I ended up taking New England, Cincinnati, and the Giants. Those were, like, I, I talked about Cincinnati and New England, how much I like them. And then the Giants, I don't know, at home. I, 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 I hate getting behind the hometown team, and this will definitely be the one that blows up this parlay, but I'm going to take the Giants. That's bold. I thought we I thought we grew up understanding you don't bet with or against your favorite teams. I know, and it's funny because when you listen to podcasts, and I, I just listened to the favorites, so I'm going to reference them again. Simon Hunter started to- talking about the Giants, and he was like, I don't know what to do with them. I, you know, They always screw me when I go with them, and I don't go with them, and then they win. I was like, well, then you obviously haven't watched a lot of New York Giants football because otherwise you would know that's exactly how it goes every single year. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the world they live in. So parlay uh, for you. You're up. Yeah, parlay. Pats, Eagles, Bills. I know it's I know it's probably uh a little uh uh, uh what's the word? Um boring? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, anytime you win, is it considered boring? No. No, I just I, I tried to take my best bet. I tried to take an Eagles team which I think is gonna bounce back after after that crazy that was not the Eagles team that we're used to seeing. And I think the Bills are pissed, and they're like the Eagles and Bills are probably going to take it out on on the teams they're playing. That's why I'm shocked that their spreads are only six and a half, seven and a half. And the Pats is my best bet, so I, I think this is an easy parlay for me. Yeah, I just I look at the the two big spreads that you threw in there with New England and with the Bills. And, I mean, again, what does the length of the spread matter if the two teams win? It's just, uh, yeah, I, the Bills one is the one that I just I get a little scared of only because that eight is, you know, I, I picked the Browns only because I didn't think they were going to hit it. But, I, you know, I do think Buffalo is the bigger team. Um, you know, it's just you're, you're taking those two big spreads thrown in the parlay. But I, I, I feel you. I'm, uh, you know, I, I do think Philadelphia and Buffalo, I picked Philadelphia. I didn't pick Buffalo, but and I'm with you all over New England. 
So uh, let's go over the teasers. Teasers were entertaining um, because there was a lot you could do with a couple of, uh, you know, there was a lot of legs to be had this week. So what did you end up doing with yours? Okay, so the, I have, well, you know, when we get into the gambling section, I I mix it up a little bit, but um, I tried to take a a bunch of the underdogs I liked and mix them in with with the Bills because, Taking the Bills down to one and a half is, uh, you know, that is just a field goal. I think everybody and their brother would bet that, right? I do. Uh, yeah. So you raised – I'm taking the Rams. I'm going to raise them up to double digits. I know that Man, they're not that good. the Rams. I Like all the legs here. You're going to go with Los Angeles. All right, continue on. Yes. Rams getting double digits. I think they'll be okay. The Bears have been on quite a heater and that – kind of sucked what happened to them last week. I can't believe they lost yeah, that game. Yeah, for sure. I can't either. Uh, but getting, you know, nine and a half points, almost two possessions, that's... I think they'll be okay against an Atlanta team that's really not that good. It just got smoked by Carolina. Um, the Bills, like I said, and then the final one is the Chargers. I'm going to raise that up to 12 and a half. 12 and a half point spread at home, like, especially if they have their talent back. You know their players back. That's that's going to be tough for for the Chiefs to win by double digits like that. I think, yeah, especially right. a, a, a division rival too. So Rams, Bears, Bills, Chargers. Okay, uh, I went a different route. Uh, the four legs that I looked at, and they were basically all on. Well, I guess there was five. So I looked at, and some of these are similar to yours. I looked at Buffalo. Um, and well, actually that was the only one I looked at that was used. So this is what I was looking at. I was looking at Philadelphia and bringing that down to a pick I looked at Buffalo, bringing that down to the two points. I looked at San Francisco and bringing that down. So I was on the opposite end. Instead of jacking the chargers up, I was looking at, uh, or sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, hold on. Uh, I'm looking at San Francisco. Oh, the Cardinal game. So San Francisco bringing that down to two. And then Kansas City, that's where I was looking at next. And bringing Kansas City down to a pick uh, instead of jacking up the Chargers. And then the other one that I looked at was the Panthers and 18 and a half points. Because I just thought the Panthers and 18 and a half points was a shit ton of points. You could also look at the Browns jacking that up to 14. Uh, I know that you were talking about you think that Buffalo might just try to open up a can of whoop-ass on them at home there. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Vikings, you know, you could jack the Vikings up to seven and a half points um, unless you think that the Cowboys are just going to, you know, run the track on them there in, in Minnesota. But so ultimately, I, the, the, I'm going to go with four teams. I'm going to go with Philadelphia, Buffalo, San Fran, and, and Kansas City. Oh, and if you want to chop it up into three, I would chop Kansas City off and I would take San Fran. So those are the uh, my my teaser legs there. But uh, ultimately, well, I'm going to do Philly, Buffalo, San Francisco. If you want to do Kansas City, you can throw them in there later. But I'm just going to go with the three. That was my call. So that brings us to prop bets. You're better than I am. There's not that much out there unless you found something that I didn't. But I just I found one of the game in the game tomorrow that I, I really liked, which was uh, Dylan rushing and receiving yards 44 and a half. And I, and I took the under. You took under that. Yeah, I I was looking at Dylan and under a lot. I just didn't know how to do it. Um, I think I what I ended up I went and I looked at the kid that blew up last week, Westbrook. Uh, 
Ekin. D.D. Westbrook. Or not D.D. Westbrook. Um, uh, uh, I can't even say his name. Yeah, whatever. Uh, He blew up. His over-under on receptions as of right now is two and a half. So I like the over on that. Then I went to the Action Network app, and they had some other um, some other random uh, whatever props to look at. And I did see Joe Mixon out there with seven and a half rushing yards. And I thought maybe an under in that regard because, I, you know, the Steelers' defense, like you said, Watts back. Um, I think the Bengals win there. I think they win by over the four. But I don't know if Mixon blows up and is running, you know, 80 yards on the ground against the Steelers, I, you know, on the road, mind you. Um, so, I, you know, that was the other one I'm looking at. But I think I'm going to go with the Westbrook over two and a half receptions for Tennessee tomorrow. Because, again, I don't know what that Mixon line will actually be because I only saw on the Action Network app. Mixon's, ter- Mixon's been terrible. Uh, well, I mean, he had the huge game two games ago, the game before the bye, where he had the four touchdowns. Or yeah, but yeah, that was that was unheard of. He, you know, that, I don't care who you are. That, that maybe that that was a career game for him. He'll never do that again. Yeah, true. Uh, look ahead lines. Did you take a look at any? I found one that I'm I'm questioning. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I did not. What 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 line are you looking at? I so it's. The, the Turkey Day game, the Giants are going to go into Dallas, and currently there's seven-point dogs uh, against Dallas. I, Dallas is the better team, but do you think that an NFC East rivalry between the two top teams in the division is worthy of a seven-point line? Feels heavy, right? Like, I feel like maybe Dallas five-and-a-half. The Giants are... It's smoke and mirrors. They're my team. I'm not blowing them up. I'm not saying that they're good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying seven points. Isn't that a lot? It feels yeah, like a lot. a lot. It feels like it should be like five and a half. It's it's definitely a lot, but I think they're basing that off of the game being in Dallas and and the Dallas defense being as good as they actually are. Well, let me throw this at you. Let's say Giants win convincingly this weekend. And on the flip side, Dallas loses on the road to Minnesota. Do you still think that line is seven points at the end of Sunday? That line ain't changing. Okay, so you think it's going to be seven regardless? Uh, I'll be. It's interesting to see what'll happen because I think that line might be a little heavy. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, if you like Dallas, I would get that line now because chances are that line's going to go up, not down. Oh, God. See, I, I think the complete opposite. Giants are going to go on the road in division. Now, okay, I'll give you this. If the Lions lose, if the Lions win in East Rutherford this weekend and the Giants take an L, then yes, I think that seven probably could go up, I what, eight and a half? Yeah. Eight and a half, nine? Yes. You know, Dallas wins convincingly, Giants lose at home, seven becomes nine and a half. That's why I said if you like if you like Dallas, I would take that spread now. I, I would take the six and a half and lock it in now because I I don't think you're gonna see that. I Dallas is gonna beat Minnesota. I know we've argued about this already, but the way I'm looking at it as a, a Dallas fan, you know, a fan of their defense. I can't see New York really 
doing that much. They can't pass, so they're going to have to run. Which they can and, do. Yeah, yeah. Dallas's defense isn't like that strong regarding you know rushing, but uh, no way they're going to. The way I look at it is that if if you shadow Barkley, who's going to beat you? Uh, I, I if, mean, if you just if you just. Uh, they get it done. To, They've they been getting it done this year, the 7-2, and two, right? And Barkley has been basically zeroed in on by every single team that has played the New York Football Giants. So, I mean, Dallas good, good. is at home. You know, I, I could definitely see the spread going either way. I just think Dallas wins. I, I think Giants win at home this weekend, and I think Dallas loses, in which case I think the spread will probably come down. But anyway, that was the game that I was looking at. We'll see Monday when the games are all over what en- ends up happening. And so that finally brings us to the moment we've all been waiting for. Our gambling bets. Um, I will start. So last week I hit, I had one thing. I had a teaser. I put 500 on Kansas City, New York, San Francisco. They all won uh, with the teaser legs. And so that put me up to 9,300 on the year. So I'm only down 700 now. I am going to do two more teasers this week. I'm not going to be heavily invested. I'm going to do two teasers, a buck 50 on each. The first one is Philadelphia, Buffalo, San Francisco. That's the one I was talking about before. I mentioned Kansas City. I didn't do anything with them because then what I did was I did Carolina, Minnesota, and then Buffalo. So Buffalo's in both of mine. I think that they win. I think they win by over two points. And I wanted to kind of get the Carolina and the Minnesota games in there because I just think that Minnesota seven and a half points at home is a lot. And I think Carolina by 18 and a half is crazy. Now, I don't know if I should keep that Minnesota in there. Maybe Kansas City. You know, Kansas City now at five and a half means that it's just a pick em. You know, are they going to implode in Los Angeles? Uh, what do I have uh, more faith in? Minnesota not losing by seven and a half or Kansas City winning? I don't know. I think Kansas, I think Minnesota not getting blown out. So those were my two teasers. Philly, Buffalo, San Francisco. And then the second one also featured Buffalo along with Carolina and Minnesota. 150 for 390 on each. And that is the end of my day, sir. Uh, I did a lot. So I started Where off are you with at my, right now with your bankroll? 70, 75.25. Okay. So I, I, Got crushed the first couple weeks, and I've just been breaking, basically even. breaking even. Yeah, because you've been at that like seven, eight thousand number for you know a couple I of know. weeks. I know. I I I hit last week. I hit three out of four on on the teaser. I hit two out of three on two different money line parlays. Buffalo killed me. If Buffalo yeah, would have won that well, game, out. yeah, the Buffalo game, you had Buffalo everywhere, and Buffalo yeah. smacked you. So yeah, so. Uh, this week, starting with my straight bets, which I've been doing great on, uh, I'm going to take the Patriots 250 to win 400. And then I'm going to take the spread of the 49ers game and I'm going to lay a hundred to win 200. So that's 49ers by eight. Then onto my money line parlays. I got three of them. So I got Washington, Chicago, and Dallas. That's 100 to win 700. All right. Washington, Chicago, and Dallas. Yeah. And so Chicago is the one there because they're the dog. Yeah. it's That's 100 to win 700. Okay. Then I took uh, the 
three favorites. I took Buffalo, Philly, and San Francisco. Yeah. And I'm gonna lay t- I'm gonna lay two fifty, and that's to win five fifty. So small earnings, but hopefully, well, I you gotta get on the board up. here, kid. Gotta get it moving in the right yeah. direction. Then I did a another money line parlay, hundred to win seven fifty. That's New England, Cincinnati, and the Chargers. Uh, so you're taking the Chargers there, hoping that they get the win at home. Yeah, especially with all the players back. And I don't think I'm going to get, like I said before, if we hear that all the uh, that Allen and Williams are, are back and playing this week, the spread's going to go down, the money line's going to go down, so on and so forth. You're not going to get as good a value. Uh, moving on to my teaser, I am going to do 100 to win 400. And that's the Bears plus nine and a half, the Bills minus one and a half, the Chargers plus 12 and a half, and bring those 49ers down uh, to two. So you're going to jack the Chargers up, uh, you jack the Bears up. Yeah, I, I, I get it. And then, then there's the Buffalo factor, right? I mean, Buffalo bringing them down to basically a point and a half, two points. Kind of right. a brainer. So it's like a win, right? Um, yeah, that moves on to the props. So I'm, I'm going to lay 50 to win 100 on Dylan's. Rushing and receiving under 44 and a half yards. Yeah, he has not and had then, a good year at all. No, he's been horrible. I mean, he's he's fine. I'm going to keep him on every single fantasy team I have him because he's, you know, a, a, oh, a he's, a, he's a league winner if if uh, Jones gets hurt. Um, <clears throat> the Since I couldn't find any other props that I really liked and it was only the, the Tennessee-Green Bay game, I moved on to... Something else. Uh, so I did some team. I did a team future, and I saw that the 49ers are eight to one to win the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm gonna lay fifty on that to win four hundred right now. Okay, thinking thinking that their season's only gonna get better at this point with all the talent they have, and uh, they're gonna be lower than eight to one. I mean, Garoppolo's you know, the only thing that makes a team get. Ske- like sketchy. Other than that, I mean, they, they kind of have everything in place. Yeah, their defense needs to get healthy as well. Yeah, fair enough. So if that happens, you're not going to get eight to one value. You're going to get more of a four to one value. Then to close it out, uh, the World Cup starts the uh, the end of this week, early into next week. So I figured I'd I bring that up real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm a, <laughs> Where are we I'm going? I'm gonna let I'm gonna lay fifty on Germany ah, to win the World Cup. Yep, fifty to win five hundred, and I'm gonna lay fifty on England to win three seventy five. Okay, well, so I'm rooting for Germany and England, a uh, Germany and England uh, uh, finale and a guaranteed win. Well, as is all of Germany, because they're about to freeze their little tootsies off uh, this winter with uh, the way that the energy uh, situation is with Ukraine, well, well, with Russia, and then factoring in the Ukraine uh, the Ukraine war. They said that basically uh, firewood was sold out all over Germany because people think that they're going to have to be burning wood and stoves and shit to keep themselves warm this winter. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. So they are going to be glued to those TVs watching this World Cup, hoping that they can eke out some kind of uh, the the U.S. will bail the U.S. will bail them out. That's the, they'll, they'll, we're going to be bailing ourselves out. We, well, you don't have to worry about it because you guys are on AC, but we got up here in the north. We're starting to turn on all the heat. We we 
Saturday was 70 degrees. I had the kids out. More weather talk. Here we go. Dad talk. Uh, 70 degrees. Kids in t-shirt and shorts the whole nine. It was like 23 degrees last night. A difference of like four days. It was like, what the fuck? So it's going to be cold. So, But supposedly the NAC gas prices are going to be going up here anyway. So, you know. Sure enough, inflation is going to rock everybody, but regardless. So uh, so you're going to go with Germany and England for a little World Cup action, San Francisco as well, and then all of our usual bets that uh, we usually talk about, which we you can just rewind if you uh, feel like it. So, All right, well, that does it for Week 11. Chris, enjoy your weekend. I'm sure I will talk to you at some point for everybody else. Enjoy your wagers. Wish you all the best. Hope you hit on everything. Bit responsibly, as they all say. Uh, and I don't know. I uh, uh, hope you guys get lucky in some way, shape, or form. Anyway, peace out, Chris. Adios. We're out.